Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dyslexic episode 31. This week, we getting spooky. We spooky. Um, that's for you, Rodney. We spooky. <laughs> because a spooky court is in session for another theme park court episode. Yes, I said court a lot. Mm, you scared? Mm. You should be, because it's spooky season. But <laughs> get ready for a horrifying debate between some nights full of horror and a farm that is pretty scary. And if you didn't get that, but if you did get that, yay! Because that's right, it's an East Coast court case. Try saying that five times fast. I did at work. I almost cussed, so don't do that. Uh, between Halloween Horror Nights and Not Scary Farm. Aren't they both on the West Coast? Oh. You know what's funny? Is I literally typed down West Coast. <laughs> It's good, it's good. It's good. Nobody has to know about this. Hello and welcome to Dislike episode 31. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep it in. Y'all know I'm dumb. Anyway. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of dying over here a little bit. If you guys haven't heard from my amazing corrections team, um, today with me I have Corey. Hello. And Jackson. Hey. <laughs> and I have three brain cells also with me today. <laughs> Some one time somebody asked me what's my IQ and I said yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, A West man. Coast edition of Theme Park Court. Yes. Because West Coast racers, West Coast raise your hands up. Oh, 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 oh. That's the only way I can be, remember it. Hey, it better be open in, in Christmas time. That's all I can say. It won't be. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Scott. <laughs> Uh, so for those of you who don't know a theme park court episode is when we put two attractions two events two parks two companies even at some points head to head to see which one is the better insert option here and they're split up into three sections in this particular case after I burp a bunch of times in this particular case our sections are one creativity of the event to the lore or like history of the event I guess not exactly history but like the made up history and three the fan base of each event okay. each lawyer that we have here because if they did go to law school um, mm-hmm. I'm saying Harvard. they did y'all don't actually have to know if they did but I'm saying they did <laughs> each lawyer will do one section at a time and then the other will go until we have all three sections and then I will make a final decision a verdict if you will and um i just i didn't just learn that word but i finally remembered the word to use when i do theme park court episodes because for a while i just couldn't think of it so that's why i kept saying decision (laughs) (laughs) i'm such a good judge oh my gosh you're not blonde are you uh legally i am Mm. okay i like it I swear, if y'all didn't get that joke, I'm so mad at every listener. <laughs> I will personally come to your house, knock on your door, and go, ugh, because y'all just made me mad. <laughs> oh, but we're going to go ahead and jump right into this court case. So court is in session. Thank you. I didn't have my pen ready. <laughs> uh, Corey, go ahead and tell us about the creativity of Not Scary Farm. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna talk about some of the like I said um, 
that's some of the new stuff. I didn't say it already, but anyways, now I'm saying it. We're gonna talk about some of the newer things. Um, hit Knotts has amazing, amazing history with creativity and stuff. But I want to talk about some of the new things because some of the new stuff they've been doing is out of this world. Um, the 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 biggest creativity thing that I love, especially this year, was them expanding on theming that they already have in the park. Uh, that being Ghost Town and Calico and stuff like that. Um, I absolutely love their new house, which is the uh, Origins, the Curse of Calico. It's was, really, really good, y'all. If y'all oh, haven't seen a POV, you if, need to. If you are a fan of the the whole lore behind, um, you know, Calico and Ghost Town and all that, that house is a must-do, like, 100%. And the creativity in there was freaking amazing. And, uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry, but uh, there's a giant catawampus attacking you in that house and like that is one of the best things i've ever seen in my life i absolutely i, I just i love it but um just the, the like i said the, the that's a big creativity point is expanding on the theming that already exists because their theming that already they already have is very very compelling already and um it's just it, it's so fantastic it, it really is and then you got your new house another new house with wax works which is um not completely an original creation you know that wax houses have been done in the past but the way they've done it with the showman you know kind of i can't think of his name he has a he actually has a name that's the one thing about knots knots is very they full-fledged out like all their stuff everything has like a backstory and whatnot but um it is really nice uh to see all the creativity that goes into actually taking a house that's been done before wax houses there's plenty of you know crazy demonic wax houses that's that's not a new thing but they take it and they put their own spin on it and they really they really like just hound on the the aspect of the storytelling behind it which is really the most important part of the going back to the creativity it it really you know really harkens in on all that just storytelling goodness i'm a big i'm a big theming guy so um when you when you really get into the lore stuff and and you you have a whole backstory and everything to me that's that's some of the best creativity you can have because it really drags you in pulls you in and it it just makes you it really makes you feel part of the story and i think that's to me that's probably the biggest creative quality behind nuts scary farm is um some of their other houses are, are, are really good like pumpkin eaters fun and shadowlands is fun they're not so connected to the other part of the lore but like just just the ghost town scare zone and then the new origins house like those two things being connected as deeply as they are with the whole sarah marshall story it's absolutely phenomenal and that, to me that kind of creativity can only come from good writing and very very good creative directors that you know have a good feel of how to properly do a haunt so i just that's my main thing and then I, uh, one more note about creativity uh, you know all the houses at knots are originals so you know they 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 come up with original houses and they really you know they they, they pull out all the stops in my opinion for a haunt that is you know that doesn't rely on any ips as far as their houses go so it, it's cool I, I i that's my that's my biggest thing about their creativity it's just they they really do a great job that is those are like really really good points because like not just almost 100% originals there I will say this uh, and you know this is just me being fair as a judge I have to point out these points yes this is what law requires um I think I've actually never I didn't even pass like economics um (laughs) but 
Um, there have been a couple of IPs that have appeared in the parks yes. before. And Horror Nights in Hollywood has had a handful of originals. Yep, There's that also is also like, a I'll fair get point. This later. I don't think the use of IP necessarily makes it less original. Not, I'll, not totally. I'll, I'll, not explain, totally. I'll, explain that. I'll explain that more in a bit. <laughs> that okay. is also a very good point. Yeah, I, yeah. I pointed, I pulled, sorry. <laughs> I pulled this no. out um, last episode, if you guys checked that out. Um, that in a couple of houses, or maybe I didn't, but it's been on my mind. In a couple of houses that Knox have done, they've yeah. had some IPs. They had mm-hmm. one that was, uh, inf- it was either infected or it was something Z. And it was years okay. ago. It was a very, it, the house ran for a long time, but it was. Wasn't it, wasn't it themed after Black Ops? Like Call of Duty? No, I think that's the newer one they have now. Yeah, that, this, that's yeah. Special Ops Infected. Okay. Yeah, yeah so like this one was themed after like a town un- overrun by zombies. It was, it was, it was in uh, like the, the early 2010s, I'd say. Okay. And uh, when the remake of Carrie came out in 2017, they had Carrie in that house in the mm. um, okay. the uh, the prom scene, or, or yeah. uh, in the like because at the it, it ended in a, in a gym, a gymnasium. Um, mm-hmm. It made no sense because she was there with a bunch of zombies. Had literally Ooh. no sense at all, but she was there. And they also had um, they also had a little mini haunt once from the movie Stepdad, I think it was called. And it was literally five seconds. You went in there. They got the a line played from the movie, and then a buzzsaw fell down from the sky and swung above your head, and then you <laughs> left. Okay. And, and just technically, all the anger on Poe House um, was technically, yeah. technically an IP. Technically, <laughs> if you want to get that, that's that's like reading the fine print, but sure. Um, but hey, I will. Hey, I will say they have had Elvira many years there, which that's an IP. Uh, I, I mean, love her. And she's awesome. I absolutely but love her she's too. A, but she's a national treasure. We can't say anything better. She doesn't no. deserve to be in this case. See, okay. That's, that's why. That's why shows isn't a category in this debate. <laughs> because <laughs> I, th- I think all three of us can agree that Elvira is an amazing, an amazing actress, oh, amazing yeah. character. Yep. Fantastic. Sure. Um, but also to play to your point, you you are correct that a lot of their houses are original. You know, they had Black Magic, which is very original. You know, haunted. Haunted Magic Shop. Um, they had the Doll Factory, which was really the the starting point of that kind of haunted doll haunt moment we yeah. had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Club Blood. Uh, they they they've had so many houses over the years that have been super creative. Shadowlands, you mentioned. I do. I, I don't think I've ever seen another haunt use Japanese lore and yeah. folklore like to create a haunt. And and and. Talking back to creativity one more time, uh, some of their effects that they do in their houses are really creative too. Like the like the headshot. Speaking of Shadowlands, the head chopping effect in Shadowlands is fantastic if you get to catch it. Sometimes you don't get to catch it, but it's really awesome. You have to time it right in there. Yep. No, but those are all really good points. And now we're gonna head over to Jackson. Jackson, tell us about the creativity of HHN Hollywood. Okay, well, like before we get off, just want to say like, my name is Jackson. Uh, I'm a student over at SCAD, and I'm studying interior design, and if you work at either Knots or Horror Nights, um, I would love to work for both of you, so please don't take anything I say too personally. All right, <laughs> there you go. Please. That, yeah, hire him, y'all. Hire Just, all of us, let's be real. <laughs> like, that's, 
that's all I'm saying. So, like, this is a debate for fun. Um, but for the Hornet's Hollywood creativity, um, I think for, like, creativity, just, like, it's more, like, examining, like, what the art of, like, creating, like, a themed, like, attraction is. And uh, with, like, the, in regard to, like, the use of IP, like, think of um, how Disney did uh, Pandora, how, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, a really weird choice for an IP, but because of the execution of it, it was, like, very, very, very well done and very well thought out. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, it's the perfect theme park land based off a like flawed like not the best ip but the execution makes it a great land um so i kind of feel like that's more like how i want to consider like the creativity of like doing like um like a themed walkthrough attraction mm. and like although like not in the like when it first started like was pioneering for like the industry as a whole of like what a haunt is um as far as like uh horror nights in hollywood's concerned i feel like it has this very kind of signature style to the way the mazes are designed which you don't really get when you go to any other park i kind of feel like Knotts's like style of like scaring people and like setting up the flow of the houses and the lighting design and the production design and definitely like the production value are more similar to something at like fright fest or netherlands or like Dark Harbor, whereas I feel like the way that Horror Nights does it is very signaturely Horror Nights, uh, like the the strobe light effects, the elevated stands, that mm-hmm. kind of like the black the hallways. Lights. Like, but yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, I had to throw it in there. I'm sorry, I'm just hey, I'm joking. I'll give, a, I'll give them a pass for that because this year they were really really good about it. <laughs> They really were great about it here. And also, like, they make 10 new ones a year, and their budget changes. And I feel bad. Like, I feel... But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that's already a really good point, because HHN, every year, it's different. It's very rare they have a, re- a repeat home. They have... And the fact that, like, their team is tiny out there. They have, like, eight drafters working for the entire event, like, around that per year to create like 10 original attractions sorry nine original attractions this year like that that's an undertaking like i that is they are it, it, it is it is i i'll 100 percent agree with you on that but they charge the same price to get in and that's 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 where the that, that's where it needs to they need to have a little bit of a line struck there um i'm just i'm not trying to argue the point here i'm just saying like uh they, 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 they do. It is a lot of stress on them, but I can assure you that their budget is very, very handsome compared to a lot of haunts. And oh, of course, but mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I get like, what he's saying. Like, no, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. On I top do. of their budget being like handsome, just like something that I really like, like like about horror nights is like they pay their actors a nice, hefty, hefty amount compared to like other other haunt events like definitely like like independent haunts those people are really just doing it for fun because like i i've talked to a few people that work like independent haunts and they don't get paid jack they really i did it's all about it's all about fun and sometimes you might get recognized but like i feel like horror nights is like a good job of like more like valuing the work of their employees where it's like they also like horror nights definitely makes enough money to pay their employees a fair wage which i'm happy they do like you know that's also a really good point i agree with that if they get if they go into golden hour during like they can go into golden hour during operations meaning that like they get paid like crazy overtime if their event if their maze goes past like closing 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like I like, feel nice knowing that a little bit. Like okay, like it's expensive, but at least like the employees are receiving some of the. No, they they should definitely receive the benefit because they're the lifeblood of the event. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like I was this I was uh, there this past weekend, and I was really surprised by this. But um, we all know that there's the um, fire happening right now um, up in. God, I, I forgot the county but um they took like a lot of like safety precautions that i was like really surprised to see that they had in, in place like one where all the operations teams in front of the houses received um masks like breathing masks and like before the event closed they just took all the street actors off the street and i was like oh like i i, I it was nice i don't know I, I feel like i've been at some events where i'm like why do they still have the actors out like doesn't yeah. like, just because like weather conditions or anything like that i mean it doesn't seem safe to have people out but it's, yeah it's like it's like orlando if it's if it's really rainy they're not they won't you won't see any of the scare zones operating at yeah, all I, I know they had like a rain procedure in place but i was just like surprised they also had like um, yeah that's cool i didn't know that they had a the fire procedure in place because then we we actually drove through valencia uh when we were there and it it was pretty bad up and through the hills there so yeah. That's cool though. I, I I think that's cool. I didn't know that they had that in place. That's cool. It was fun. And then um, just like back about like the sorry, bro. I know we're on creativity. These this, uh, <laughs> no, I think but, you're bringing up um, good points that need to be made anyway, though. Outside of operations, the non-creative aspect of horror nights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, got you gotta love operations teams though. They, they you have to. They keep it open. Um. But like Val was saying, like, I feel like Horror Nights has like a very signature style to it. I think that's because their team is so small and have been the same team like each year. Like, I feel like if you examine like the change between each Horror Nights year, like it's pretty similar. But I feel like when you compare it to like other haunts, you're like, wow, like no one's really doing it to this level. And I feel like Horror Nights houses definitely have like this very set rhythm to them, which kind of yep. like, always gets you scared. Like for me, like I, it's really hard to scare me and like, even Horror Nights Orlando doesn't like really scare me that much. Well, Nightingales this year was fun, but um, Hollywood just like consistently understands how to get people the most scared. Like they do. I love like it's such a, a simple thing. Those like four foot by four foot boxes they have that are like four feet off the ground, where the actor just kind of reaches down and grabs you. Like mm-hmm. it's so simple, but like just that elevation change is so effective. And I, you like, make somebody feel light. small, you're gonna scare them. Exactly, and their makeup is so good, and like they really like those like close quarters. Like really do show off like the amazing work their like makeup artists do each year. Just... Honestly, that's a really good point, and like to also throw this in there like I did with Knots. Um, although Horror Nights, uh, Hollywood, and Orlando um, also, Orlando not as much, but Hollywood definitely is very IP-based, they still have to create they still a have house. To that. Yeah, like, they still have to translate a house from a film. And, the, and how, Horror Nights, Hollywood has had originals. They have one this year with uh, Pandora's two, Box. This year. They have two this year. They have two. Oh yeah, they have Holidays and Hills too. Yeah, Pandora's boxes. Oh, and like, I'll, I'll count Frankenstein versus the Wolfman as a r- original. Like, it borrows so little from the source material. Like, so, so little. Okay, I think I think yeah, I could get behind that. It's really not. Yeah, no, I can get behind that. But um, like, they've had tons of houses. They had, um, and y'all, I don't speak Spanish. I probably should oh, say this. La Leona, La Leona and then El Cucoy. Yeah. 
great, great houses, all of them. Fun fact, I grew up um, from ages 10 to 22, like, basically in a Spanish, in a Hispanic household, but yeah. I'm not Hispanic. <laughs> but I had a large amount of family who was from that time. Hmm. Yeah, so fun, fun fact. fact. I can't speak Spanish. I'm not Hispanic. I will never claim to be. But um, I learned a lot of culture, and those were some of the stories I got told. So to see them translated from what my um, stepmom at the time was telling me, and like, you know, she told me stories to scare the crap out of me all the time. Um, But like to see those stories come to life was so cool. And to see Hispanic heritage and like Hispanic folklore used was really cool. And you got to admit, there were not other houses that were using those characters until after Hollywood did it. And then there were a bunch of local haunts who were like, we need these characters. You see them in a lot of places now. Well, you see- even then, like, um, Six Flags at that same time was doing the Chupacabra maze. And, like, to compare, like, La Leona from Horror Nights to, like, Chupacabra is, like, I'm sorry, Six Flags. It's I'm not sorry, Six Flags. Do better. I uh, know. But, uh, okay, just, like, the La Leona maze was executed so well. The lighting direction was so pretty, and the sets were, like, so intricate and so detailed. And it was, like, and also, like, it told, like, a really good, like, I feel like for haunts, it's really hard to do, like, a progressive narrative. But I think if you do, like, a progression of themes, which I feel like is what Hollywood relies on a lot, you create some, like, really nice houses. Right. And, you know, that's a fair point, especially with, like, big events like this like knots and um scary farm you know when you do kind of get a conga line from time to time uh it, it can be hard to relay that story so it's good to like use themes so no i think those are all really good and valid points for the creativity of hollywood that honestly i didn't think about fully yeah so thank you yeah uh, excuse me also freaking terror, <laughs> terror tram rest in peace but that was cool terror tram was cool to walk on actual movie sets but that I'm like, was I'm, pretty so cool. ha- I'm so much happier with the two houses. Like, also, whoever figured out that the two houses would eat crowds up way more than the tram, bless them. Like, it was packed. I went on Friday. It was packed, and all the lines were only like 45 minutes. Oh, that's nice. I was like, this is a Friday in October. God bless the extra two mazes. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna move on to section two of our debate the lore of each event and uh yes they do both have lore so don't come at me and say hollywood doesn't because it does Wait, it's I'm not as use... extensive but it does it's got lore but it's got like a bigger lore factor well they they took they took a lot of the lore out i mean i know we're not on that yet but they took a lot of the lore out removing the terror tram because that had a that was a lot of lore by itself mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, what was the clown's name i can't think of his name hollywood harry but yeah remember they had like they've had like five different leader clowns so like yeah. they're, they're right. clearly not trying to make an ip i guess yeah. sorry, uh, a, a character right um but yeah so we'll definitely get into that a little bit more yeah but we'll go it we'll start with Corey. Corey, tell us about some of the lore of um not scary farm and why it's you know such a big thing okay um uh, I've, I'm gonna be. I want to be upfront, and I've only been to Not Scary Farm in the past two years, so I can't. I can't completely go into like their history and stuff, but I do want to go into the lore that I do know about. 
and uh, kind of they've used on this. a lot the past couple of years. So they I'll have. Give you that. They've used a ton. Welcome, uh, John Tuck. Welcome, welcome, John Tuck. We love you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Plague Productions. Oh yeah, if we want to talk about creativity, like what is Knots doing? Oh, hmm? oh, I mean, like it's aren't they? Isn't it most? Aren't, don't don't they like vendor out all their houses? Yeah. Well, the um. I shoot. I, I actually—that's a good question. I don't I know about that. I actually don't know because I—I always thought it was in-house crate because I know. No, because I know because um, on uh, John Cook's website, uh, Plague Productions, uh, they credit uh, the Depths and Paranormal Inc. as like projects that they like either like worked okay. on or created. So like I'm not Knotts. Knotts is keeping less and less in-house, which is the trend for like these small. Well, it's and it's it, it can, that can be a good thing too because. You know, it takes the load off of somebody that might not know exactly what they're doing, you know? No, I, I definitely think it's, like, a positive because it, like, it gives, um, like, people who, like, because there is, like, attraction to, like, coaster design, dark ride design, like, walkthrough design are very different. Yeah. Like, giving it to someone who has more experience or with, um, like, creating these haunted attractions, like, helps not only the design, but also, like, they usually have better means of production to create mm-hmm. these I know I know Six Flags for sure does that because they actually sponsor that saying you know they are they actually like you know they publicly say that you know that I can't think of the company but there's a company that does all the makeup and everything like they have a company that comes in and does all that Hornish publishes their makeup companies too usually yeah I didn't know that see I didn't even know that and I'm huge fans of these events so no, I'm, like, I'm learning so much, y'all. No, you guys, <laughs> guys gotta look up John Cook. He's like the dopest dude ever. Yeah. He, like, he his company, like this year alone, did like Dark Harbor. Uh, oh my gosh, ride, I love Dark and, Harbor. Oh yeah, me too. And and he did not like he worked on like three. His company basically did every event except for nights in LA. Okay. Dang, and I'm like obsessed with some of these events, especially. Dark Harbor and now Dark Horizons, but I'm not going to get in a whole thing about that. I'll, I'll talk about that at some other point, but not right now. Because <laughs> this podcast will go way over time and it'll get cut off like it has before. Oh, um, no. Mel. <laughs> Mel. Uh, but yeah, go, uh, continue about it. Oh. Um, okay. So <laughs> I just, I'm going to make a point. I'm going to make a small point. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this section because I, I'm not I'm a history buff of Knott's uh, Scary Farm, that is. Um, I will say, though, that uh, I'm going to go into, I, I kind of touched on it earlier about the, the whole ghost town thing. Um, if you if you get to the event early enough to where you can actually watch like the pre-show, you know, like before the event starts, um, when when you when you when you're able to um, dig deeper into a theme, like I said, I, I talked about this earlier already, but uh, the existing theme that already has, and you just dig deeper, um, because Knotts has a lot of lore built into their ghost town. Like they literally have uh, some of the greatest lore like they've ever built up themselves. It's I absolutely love ghost town lore. If you can't tell, but um. The, the, my one of my favorite things, uh, real quick, one of my favorite things at the event is the uh, the Mad Eye Joe. I absolutely love that dude. I don't know if you guys, you guys, he's absolutely hilarious. I know exactly is, who you're talking he, about. He is absolutely bogus and it's phenomenal. Like I absolutely, like he just he will cuss you out one end to the other. It doesn't matter. I absolutely love. He just he rags everyone out. I, I, anybody that goes and talks to him, I, I love that. But 
rest in peace, um, announcer that they used to have when you enter horror yes. nights. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I just that that that's that that probably that right there alone. That that's the thing that I can talk about the most is that that whole part of um, of the uh, the knots lore because uh, that's that's definitely the thing that they they work on the most. I'm sure there's other things in the houses um, that are more connected to the, each other than I would know. I'm not exactly the best person to talk about the complete lore of not scary farm but um i can just i can assure you from just the fact of these past couple years that i've went they really really care about their ghost town stuff like they uh, like i said this year they made a complete maze based on it and uh i just it's one of those things i just yeah, i really really enjoy a good story and they they know how to tell it they do they do a really fantastic job and you were mentioning earlier about them uh uh, about them, you know, contracting out their work, it, it makes me wonder if all that's been done completely off-site, away from Knott's. Well, I wonder if Knott's has had anything to do with the ghost town stuff in recent years. Well, the guy who um, is, like, John Cook, who's, like, in charge of the company, who yeah. being contracted out, started, I think, as a scare actor at Not Scary Farm. So he's, like, Okay. Super into the lore, and I think he was brought before he started his company. I think he was hired as like a seasonal contractor to design um, special ops infected. Okay. Oh, that, that talk about a good house. That's fun. That oh is one God. of the most I fun like, houses I've ever I done love in my that life. House so much, and I I know horror nights just can't do that because of no. capacity. Yeah, the capacity's but not there. I love interactive anything, and I'm so happy. That oh, and, but they see like. Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream in Tampa. They mm-hmm. tried to do that, you know, with their. Uh, it just didn't work unit. out as well. It wasn't done as well. It wasn't. No, executed it was as not. Well. It was not in. And, anyway. I, and that's not me saying Hollow Scream's bad. I'm actually a really big fan of Hollow Scream I love too. Hollow Scream, especially but like, this year. Hollow Scream oh, did really good this, this year. year. Looks amazing. I've but never... like, I I've never been. I've never been to any of these events that we're talking about. Surprisingly. So y'all can y'all can be shocked at me being a judge for that, but I <laughs> that's just because I'm poor. But don't get me wrong, I've watched every POV every year that came out. I've I've learned all the lore. I'm a huge fan of all of it. So I have my but qualifications. The, the the special I just I got I gotta say it again. The special ops infected house though, like that is if you like the whole like I know Scott, I know you're not a big zombie person, but if you're really into zombie stuff and you like shooting zombies, like you like that simulated, you know, zombie apocalypse feeling. And you like, you like, I mean, that house is intense. You're getting rushed through, you're going under things. You got zombies, you know, coming at you, you shoot them in the head. Like that is one of the, I don't mean to go on a tangent so bad about this one house, but it is one of the best, like most intense experiences at any haunt that I've ever been to. Like they, they did such a good job on that house. Uh, I know that has nothing to do with the lore, but. Well, I mean, it kind of does, because what's really cool about Knott's lore is, um, although a lot of it is based in Ghost Town, and we have Sarah Marshall, which is the Green Witch. Yep. Um, she, uh, she, she did, she's not a new character. She's a character no. that they had years ago when the event was just starting up. The Green Witch has been around since then, but they've really developed her character in these last couple of years to yeah, show that of... she is what has made Ghost Town Ghost Town. Yeah, they've they've kind of, like 
they kind of it was like a hollow shell and they've been filling it up is basically what they've been doing like they they had the character but now now it's fully fledged out like she's completely got a whole you know backline and everything it's, it's you know fantastic. it's crazy multiple ghost town characters even have have gotten full oh, houses and mazes and tons of stuff but that's like yep. just like the scare actors, I feel like, making their own like history about the character and then not being like, hey, that's a good idea. They have. And there are yeah. characters who have come and gone that have lore that still exist it to this yep. day between other characters, which is crazy. But what's also really cool is well <laughs> let me say let me say, not really cool, but like to kind of make almost a syndication kind of thing between all the Cedar Fair parks. Yeah. Um, a lot of the parks, and a lot of them still don't do this. We have a few who do, but um, a lot of them, including Knots for a while, actually had another character who was the base of all the fear, all the monsters, the one who let them all out, and he was the uh, the Overlord. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a, a demon and a red cloak who would release all the monsters onto Knots. So he he also had you know a really big part in it even though he's also had a big part in all the other parks too but um that is a good point cedar fair does share a lot scary farm has kind of like deviated itself quite a bit from um you know from the from the other themes of the halloween haunts but they have they've they've knots in the past has shared a lot with other cedar i I was gonna say i was gonna say a lot of the other haunts at the other cedar fair parks come from not so that yep. that that's where i think like i think some of them may be in-house because i feel like with the production company you probably couldn't you know outsource yep. that to all these other parks but there have a lot of other parks like uh king's island has pumpkin eater and uh dark mm-hmm. entities we well, love franchising <laughs> and on top well, one of the one thing too uh, i want to say is um, Knott's does still have one thing left that kind of shared between all the Cedar Fair parks that I know of, and that's the Carnival scare zone. Yeah, the Cedar Fair has used Carnival a lot. Like they've used I that name. I think it's just because like it's better than hiring another graphic design intern. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. And I, and honestly, I think it's a little lazy. But you know, it's. Well, I will say Kings Island has Coney Mall, and it's uh, like that's the name of the actual yep. area of the park. But like during. Halloween Haunt, it's M-A-U-L, like mauling somebody, eating them up, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Knots uh, has kind of separated themselves a little bit more in recent years, but they, I didn't even know that they were outsourcing a lot of their stuff, so that, that's I didn't either, kinda, so that's crazy. That is good. It's yeah. a good fact. On, on, honestly, Jackson's just, Jackson's coming for the win. He's he's, yeah. he's, he's going for it. He's good I knowledge. respect. <laughs> um, but, uh, Jackson, tell us not about like the it's lore like of H.H.N. Hollywood. Okay. So I feel like it's, um, in terms of, like, the lore of the event, I feel like Horror Nights in Hollywood, okay, so in terms, let's think about, like, just, like, the clown properties they've had. They've had Fall of Harry, they Mm -hmm. had the clown from Clowns 3D, Sweet Licks, they had the French clowns, and they had the clown scare zone every year, where, like, the ringleader, like, was the only same character, but everyone else changed, so, like, I clearly, I, I think it's really obvious that Universal Hollywood is not trying to develop a lore for yeah. the event. And I think that's because it kind of hurts, like, the park's theme overall. I think, like, Horror Nights Hollywood really kind of relies on this idea. And I think this is why Warner Brothers, like, was interesting for them for a little while. It's because Hollywood relies so much on the idea that, like, well, Universal Hollywood is that, like, you are experiencing the movies and that you are living the movies. And mm-hmm. I feel like when you start adding lore into that, it starts kind of complicating that brand identity. 
So I, I can. Think like I think there's like an act, like an active effort on their part to kind of like definitely make it more like you're experiencing like these stories or these great experiences in entertainment and i think that is like kind of like their main draw like you even said how like when you were like when you got to see like the like uh mexican legend houses like el cocoy and la leona it was like really cool because you're like wow like all these stories i've been hearing finally i finally get to see them but like other haunt events tend to try and make their own original stories and just like for me like there's always like that regardless of like how well something's executed like there's a clear line that people are more excited to go to Star Wars land than people were to go to Pandora and Star Wars land is just destined to have more excitement for some people just because of that connection that people hold to like that iconography and that brand and I feel like, mm-hmm. like sometimes like when you go through a horror night's house you're like oh my god like you're not scared you're just kind of like freaking out because like you're seeing the thing that you love like from the show like I remember like the American Horror Story house like the first year they did it was like one of the coolest houses ever for me like seeing the freak show facade oh and like I think like the first time I went through the insidious house like the sides getting terrified I was just like nerding out the whole time I was like oh my god I love this movie oh and us this year like I can like talk about us indefinitely forever I love that movie so much and like getting to like see it and like walk through it it's just like it's so fun and like you really I do, get, like, experience the movies i do want to um i wanted to say right i don't mean to interrupt you i just wanted to say really quick i i'm i'm actually not a fan of the us movie the actual movie itself i'm just not a fan of it it's not my personal taste but i want to say for 100 percent clarification that both orlando and hollywood really did do a good job on their houses like they they really followed the movie to a t and oh, they, that, the, the those houses the houses are spectacular i don't know i can like i've i have a problem with the amount of times i've seen us but that's more of a personal thing than like uh, yeah <laughs> but no like i said i'm not i'm not like a huge fan of the movie but i just want to make like like it just proves that you don't have to like a certain thing for it to really be like I, I, I good. Mean, it doesn't have to be good for it to make a good house. Like last yep. year, um, the horror of one house. Like I was like, why are they doing Truth or Dare? And then walking through the Truth or Dare scene was terrifying every time. Like the amount of just like crazy scares that those sequences had, and like how well placed they were. Like it made I, that whole like it. It was great. You're like, wow, I never expected like this IP to lend itself well to a maze. But even if it's like an IP that is a good property for maze, it's it's fun to see. You're like, oh yeah, I get to see characters that I like. Which honestly, good point. Because like you just straight up said, you're like, they they're not trying to create lore. And with with Hollywood, they don't have to. Like with Orlando, there's a very very deep lore for that park. But that park's also kind of gotten away from the. The, yeah. this is a working studio and aspect like, of it i think i like how i think i wish hollywood see i don't think hollywood should adopt an icon i don't think that's well for the park's brand but I jack love... did go over there once once and i don't i don't think it really worked out like they planned no it was like and like because they it was like a year it was like jack was the icon but the houses were freddie jason and leatherface and like it's much easier to sell to people. Hey, these are three characters. Even John Murray says in like a inter- like a, a one of his like uh, conventions, he was like, "These are three icons that, from the silhouette, everyone knows who they are, and everyone like is like, oh, I think everyone has their opinion about them." Mm-hmm. So it's not hard to hardest out. But I do like, and I kind of wish I would do this more. But I love how Orlando has like a theme, like mm-hmm. 
I don't care if they follow it strictly, but kind of just like that park atmosphere of like the 80s this year in Orlando. Last year, I feel like they're kind of struggling to find their footing in terms of like overall park vibe. But this year, they like had it nailed. And like even Hollywood got really good on that this year with kind of like the more free roaming scare zone aspect. Though just kind of like it really helped to unify the event this year. But yeah, sorry. Back to back to the main subject of lore. Lore. They're they're not they're trying to develop a theme, not a lore. They're trying to be like this is who our brand is, and I think it works for them. Like they had like their gates always have like the IP on it. They don't have like an icon like this year Stranger Things. Last year it was Stranger Things. The year before that it was The Walking Dead. <laughs> and like you know what? Like I think I think that's kind of like really opened my eyes to. Um, the real differences between the parks and like kind of taking that Orlando fanboy blinders I have on it like it kind of took those off for a second I was like oh they're actively not trying to it's not because they're 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 bad or they're bad at it they're actively saying no we don't want this because it's just not how Hollywood is because like although they share a name they are very different parks park wise yeah and then I also feel like for Hollywood like um it, it kind of it can be like an inhibitor to some of the IPs they can get like let's say they have like a really popular clown IP sorry like I'm not I know Jack exists but like then it's harder to do things like House of a Thousand Corpses or do like Twisty from American Horror Story because some fans are like oh like where is the clown that you guys made like why don't I see that clown instead but yeah thanks for appreciating that point like no they're actively trying to not have one no of course and that's why i really love doing these court episodes because it 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 always like i usually go into it um and i'm talking about stuff i I know a lot you know we usually all know a lot about but like i always get really cool and interesting opinions that i just don't expect to get so no that was a really good point and then we're gonna move on to our last section the fan base so Corey, tell us about how the fan base is for scary bar okay um the the biggest the biggest thing with the fan bases is I think we can all agree that it, all these events almost share the same fan base. Like, can we agree on that? Yeah. Because no, I think we can. I think be, some are a little more some. Now I want to say for, or, oh yeah than me, others, but I was getting ready to hop right into that because there is a certain section of HHN Orlando fan base that are absolutely vile. I can't stand them. It doesn't matter what Orlando does; they're always going to complain about something, and I, I, I can't, I can't be around that. I, I I've but never, like, I've every, never associated myself with those. People. Every popular event has that, like, and it does. But it, like, dude, think about like, the Disney fans that just hate everything new that Disney does. Oh yeah, I don't. It, it, you mean everybody on Dis Twitter? I was gonna say Dis Twitter, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I called y'all out. No, it's it's just a fact. There isn't that that isn't even tea. That's just a straight. That's just a fact. Some y'all need to just chill. It's but, okay. <laughs> no, they, like some of the I, I know every big event has it. Um, but HHN Orlando, like some of them groups on Facebook. If you ever like read the comments and like some of the things they say, it's ridiculous. Um, but I want to say that ninety percent of the people that do that, I, I'm just going to talk about the general fan base because knots in people that go to knots go to halloween horror nights people that go to halloween horror nights go to knots you know it's just i think it's a shared yes it's a it's a shared fan base it's um and i want to say that 90 percent of the people are fantastic people um they you you other 10 percent need to get your license checked chill 
No, for real. Like, and I'm saying that to you directly. There's yes, some people, you. yes, because you are ridiculous. But um, no, there's some. There really are some people out there that I have like they they take things way too serious, and it's just like these events are created for us to live out our you know our kind of horror fantasies as far as like like where else in the world can you really live out a Stranger Things season? besides Halloween Horror Nights in the way that you can at Halloween Horror Nights. You can't. It's just well, like... That Ar- that Orlando house last year. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of the one this year, too. I, I'm, I'm a huge Stranger Things guy, so that helps. But uh, okay. um, the, the, the biggest thing um, with, you know, with the fan bases is, like I said, I'm just going to put everybody into the same category because... Um, I would I will say that most people that go to these horror events uh, that are actually like really fans of the event, not just people going there to drink and have fun. That's a whole nother, that's not to me that they're not part of the fan base. I, I think that 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 has its place. And yeah, its you have your casual s- fan, and then you have your fan fan of horror events, and and there are and fan fans of both like not yep. and HHN. Like there are fans there who is. will not go to the other events. That's but true, but a lot, but most fans will. So I think and, it's a really good. And that's where that's where I was gonna say some some fans for each event are very very passionate. There are some people that will, like you said, there are some people that will absolutely not go to horror nights because they just it's kind they're of, it's, not it's through almost, and through. They are it's almost against scary farms. Yeah, it's almost against their religion. Like I hate to I say that, but I feel like it, that doesn't make you like a better fan of either the event. I it doesn't. Like that just makes you like a it sadder, makes you t- like a sadder fan. Like it makes you have tunnel vision. It, a sadder yeah. fan, Zatarans. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's just loving it sadly. What, no, what it is, exactly. What it is 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 it you're not when when you, when you do that kind of stuff. Um, that's why. I, real quick before I keep going on, I just want to say like, this isn't really a good thing or bad thing for either side because. Like I said, these fan bases are almost shared. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I said, we can all agree on that. But anyways, um, it's not, it's not good just to do one thing. Like, it's not. And it's like um, Mel's competition is good, y'all. Yeah, Mel's brought up a really good point um, on Twitter one time about um, even besides like the big haunt events, people do, people should still expand their horizons and go to a lot of independent haunts mm-hmm. because there's. They're they're fun and they're totally different from going to a park hunt. They like we are. Have, yeah. We have a haunt. We have a haunt here in, in Louisville called the Haunted Hotel. It's one of the greatest haunts haunted that I've ever been to. Haunted Hotel is great. It's one of the best things in the world. They they touch you. They shove you around. It's hilarious. It's one of the most fun experiences you can have. You're never gonna get that at a theme park. And like, and that's the thing with like, if all you want to do is go to Knotts, and you call yourself a giant Knotts fan, you know, you're just like, man, Knotts Scary Farms it. That's all I want to do. You're 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 limiting yourself, and there's a lot. And sadly, I think there are people like that, and I think there's the same way with horror nights. There's some people that only go to horror nights, and they're limiting themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess my overall point is the fan base is kind of. Some people could be kind of finicky, but most of the time, I would say the fan bases are shared and they're very good. And, um, most people I talk to are very reasonable people, even if, you know, the, the thing that gets me the most is people that can't tolerate other people's opinions. Um, because it, it's just going to vary, you know, like there's, there's a lot of people that really don't like the stranger things house this year at Orlando, but it was my favorite house of the event. And that, that would shock a lot of people. Um, 
I thought the colors were pretty. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> hey, you gotta Yo, admit... Yo, I'm the, a sucker for any kind of pretty colors on anything. You gotta yeah, admit the, like, that, the, that like, my flair was... Whoever, whoever did the lighting design for that maze did a great job. Was, yep. <laughs> no, you, you have to admit, though, like, there's some really, really excellent scenes that oh, they are. recreated 100%. from the season. Like, because they... Uh, that mind flare in the Starcourt Mall scene was oh, it's, it's excellent. What, that um, was one of the one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Just in terms of like execution, I th- I thought last year's house. I liked how each how the maze progressed by theme rather mm-hmm. than plot. I think it was a little weird this year how it was like so strictly following like the plots of the seasons mm-hmm. rather than more exploring it thematically, which I think works better for like uh, like a, a walkthrough attraction. Well see see that's an interesting point because I actually enjoyed uh, Horror Nights Hollywood's Killer Clown's house for because it actually followed along with the story more so maybe that's just maybe my personal taste. I actually like following along with the story um, rather that's than... That's kind of how I feel about Horror Nights Killer Clown's Nights which nobody's talking about and I feel like more people should talk about because it's really good. Both yeah. of them they're they are both, they're both they're, excellent. They're both like, good in their own way because the one in Orlando is is kind of like you're you know you're talking about it's more of a creative approach like where they just they kind of have different scenes from the from the movie itself but it's it's done in a way where it's not it's not completely you know chronological you know right. it's not like it's not completely in order and everything it's kind of just done in its own creative way. Whereas in Hollywood, they really followed the movie really well, and that's that that might be my own personal taste that I actually like following the movie because it, it kind of just adds a, I, you know, you t- you were talking about um, earlier. You mentioned how you know being in the movies, like you know that's that's the theme or whatever. Um, I actually really enjoy that theme. So like uh, that that alone, I. I'll be, I'll be honest, the two houses I really only cared for in Hollywood this year were uh, us and the, um, uh... Stranger Things? No, Killer Clowns. Stranger Things has its issues that, let's, they, they completely skipped season three, but we're, we're not, I'm not gonna get into that. I don't know why season three was so, I think they're gonna save the Starcourt model for next year, but my, my, I, I thought the layout of the maze was weird in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It really like, is, and I don't even watch Stranger Things, but like in Orlando, like I haven't watched past season one. In Orlando, I was like, okay, I can kind of like piece together what's kind of going on, but like in Hollywood, I was like, I don't really understand. Like I, I was very confused, but like that's a whole other debate for a whole. I, I was time. gonna say I could I could really get into like my opinions on all this, but like I would be talking for hours, so I'm just gonna let that subside <laughs> and um. Uh, I just wanted to say though, like I, I know we're supposed to be talking about fan bases, but I brought up the point of being very passionate. I don't know if you can tell, I'm very, I am very passionate about how I feel about these things. So like, it's okay to be passionate. It's not okay to. It's let not okay to bash others. Exactly. You don't. There's a big difference between sharing your opinion and then just completely thrashing on other things. Like you know, there's a big difference between that. That's why I try to, you know. You just got to be able to respect others' opinions, and that's sometimes there are a few people in the fan base that have trouble with that. I'm not gonna lie, but mm-hmm. anyways, that's like I said, it's not really one fan base or the other. There's not that many people that 
just strictly go to knots or there's not that many people that just strictly go to Halloween Horror Nights. It's very shared um, from my experience anyways. I mean, I see the same people that go to Horror Nights post videos about going to, you know, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's the same people, like most of the time. Now there, there are your super fans that are, you know, ridiculous in my opinion, but that's, that's a whole nother story. I can't really get into. So <laughs> anyways, that's my opinion on the fan bases or the fan base. Awesome. Right. And Jason, how do you feel about the fan base for HH and Hollywood? Jackson. I don't know why I said Jason. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's because we were talking about Freddy versus Jason a minute ago. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, my approach to this question was different. I was considering more like the way the event interacts with the fan base. Okay. And it's died down a little bit, but like the way that like John Murdy would like talk to fans on Twitter is like, yeah. honestly, like, like I remember like tweeting at him like when I was like twelve, and like that's like what really got me into like horror nights, and then like the themed entertainment industry as a whole was just like he was very very open about like his process, like the creative influence about it, and just kind of like really breaking it down like for me in a way that like revealed the be- like that showed like the secrets for like, how it was made, but like because of like the extraordinary amount of like craftsmanship that went into it, you're like wow, like I really appreciate like like font design as like an art like mm-hmm. we're debating this we're debating this right now because there is like a way to make better and worse haunt attractions like it's not like it's just like a thing that anyone can do well like it takes no it's years. very no oh, you're right it and takes I, many years of experience too. yeah and i feel like the way that like he like engages with fans and like tells them about like what it's like and like more so like how like the process was and like he was like he never like he never would like kind of hold back like a trick that they use or like an illusion that they use and like he even like would tweet at people like he, he asked like he used to ask every year like who was doing a home haunt and to like send him pictures and like i remember he would do like q a sessions for people and be like hey like if then people would send him my like, questions about like their home haunt and he'd be like oh like try this trick it's helpful and just like really basic stuff and like just like having that like person like just kind of like communication from like a computer Uh like really kind of just makes the event like so much more like interesting for me because like you can really understand like what the person was like thinking about and like how like the and like i feel like you can walk you like you learn to like walk through the mazes smarter where you notice like oh how like this light is angled are, the lights in like the black hallways are always angled in the direction you're supposed to be walking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really kind of subtle things like that, or how the bodies in the rooms will always create a path for you to go around, or like how like even just like blood patterns on the floor are designed for crowd control and traffic control, and how like yep. even just like the angles in which you enter one room affects the way you exit the room, and how to like navigate that to create like the best scares. Like I feel like the way he just broke it down for people like you really kind of and you can kind of like just keep going from there about like all like the creative decisions that go into making just like one of these attractions let alone like nine so yeah. just like that connection to the fan base like really didn't really make people necessarily like super diehard fans of horror nights but like it absolutely did but like it really just kind of brought people into appreciating like the theme entertainment industry and the haunt industry as a whole which i thought was like 
It's great. It's awesome. I'm glad that people are getting into it. No, I think that's a fantastic point because, you know, not a, not a lot of big um, haunts, especially theme park haunts, you know, there are people who really look up to their creative directors and stuff. And, like, not not a lot of them do take that personal time. There are, there are a few um, who do, but, like, not a lot of them do take that personal time. So I think that's actually a really good point on how they treat their fan, yeah. fan base and not only just how the fan base you know, even, like, looked up to the creative team, which I think, yeah, that was a really good point that I would not thought of at all. Yeah, I mean, like, even, um, so, uh, even just, like, their, like, the, the conventions they have, like, they don't, like, I feel like not, like, they usually, for, like, Midsummer Scream, they usually, like, announce all their mazes of the events, and Horror Nights will, like, usually announce, announce something either at, like, the very beginning or the very end, and then kind of break down, like, the creative and the construction process of the attraction and just like do like the 30 second like press announcement junket junker but then like really kind of like break it down and like tell the fans like yeah this is like how we're doing it this was our approach this is what like we think this is what we want you to feel like when you're walking through that space this was what was this was our creative intent and then like once again like once you see the event you're like oh like i remember them talking about how like this was an important prop for them for developing the theme of the room or something like that. No, that's, um, that's amazing. Like, I mean, and you're, that's right. Like, I mean, one of those people, like I've sat and watched those things and went into depth, you know, like I loved the going into depth and it's just something that I guess as a fan, I didn't really, I was just more excited to see and hear than to really think about, Oh, this is them like showing that, you know, they care and they're, they care about the people who are creative and really love the, this build that they're in and it's like it's no like, i love it it's, it's not them caring necessarily about like their in particular event but it's them it's like about them like making the industry better as a whole i feel like i think that's like an awesome thing that they do like and like even like wasn't there like a panel really recently where like knots and horror nights creators like sat down together oh no it was imagineers at universal and disney and they sat down and talked about like attraction development no, I didn't even know that happened. I need to look that up. Like that, was that. Like two years ago. I probably have seen it and forgot about it. But if I haven't, I'm gonna go look it up. Well, I mean, let's 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 be honest. Universal Creative and Imagineers sit down with each other all the time behind closed doors. That's true. That's true. Okay, because the war is fake. The the war. Oh no. The war, the war is good for both of them, is what it is. It's the, fantastic. The, the creatives love the war. Like, oh yeah. We, we got, we got Hogsmeade, Pandora, Diagon Alley, uh, Star Wars Land, and now we're nope. going Mario. And then who knows what Disney's gonna do next? Like, just. <laughs> I think, I think, Disney, I think the next, hey, I think next five years, I think we're gonna hear about a fifth gate, which is gonna absolutely go wild in Orlando. I want them to add more rides to the parks they already have but that's a whole other that's a whole yeah other. that's a whole other topic but i i have a feeling <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see an explosion coming up here soon i just have a feeling okay even though i think i think let's be honest i think universal was just a tad premature on their their epic universe announcement mm. but i'm 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 hyped I'm hyped, I'm hyped too. Oh, I'm I am. super hyped. I don't think I'm anybody's super... not hyped, but I see what you're saying. I, I feel like to no, really look, I, just like push it. I, I'm super hyped, but like, let's be honest, that park's not going to open until like 2024. Right. They're, they're, they're pushing. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm, oh, I hope not. 
I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit like parks like that. They take so long to create because like, look how long look how long it took them to work on uh, Islands of Adventure. Yeah, I was like, Islands City started Walk in and... the early '90s and yeah, didn't no, open until no, no, '99. Islands, the Islands like construction was super fast. Yeah, but there's a lot of and details. I, I, think, and stuff. I think that's universal. That's fair. Benefit is that they they use a lot of vendors, so their construction can go faster because they can have multiple houses working on the same project. They do that. I agree with that. I mean, the vertical, like the vertical construction with Nintendo and Hollywood, has been very quick. Oh, that has like I am whatever whoever's managing that construction crew, like. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I love you. <laughs> thank you. We love. We appreciate. Fantastic, spectacular, <laughs> amazing. Never been done before. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Everything else, Lady Gaga said in that video. <laughs> oh, but now. We come to the verdict. It's time for the Da-da-da. verdict. That sounded like who wants to be a millionaire, and I got hyped for a second because I've always <laughs> thought I could win that. I know I couldn't. Because they'll ask me a question I don't know, uh, but like, can we I be honest? TV, too, like, I'm like, I'm so gonna win that. Hey, have you ever seen that that dude that, that was like, uh, I think he was like a IRS worker, and he was on there, and he he actually called his dad up on the million dollar question just to tell him that he was gonna be a millionaire, like. No one, no one else in this world could be as swaggy as that dude. Like that was one of the swaggiest things I've ever seen in my life. I would have never even tried to that. I'd be like, Dad, I got to the five dollar question. <laughs> uh, oh my Anyways, God. sorry, I, you just said <laughs> no, that. Maybe think about it. <laughs> uh, so, our verdict for the event that I think should win this court case is ooh thank you I'm giving it to Not Scary Farm yes I'm giving it to Not Scary Farm only because I feel like they do a lot with a little and that's not discounting what Hollywood does because Jackson really opened my eyes with a lot of the stuff he said but I feel like they do a lot with a little I feel like I feel like their creativity reaches a little farther um, than Hollywood in particular. But with that all being said, and with them winning the case, that's not me saying because I'm not gonna lie. For a split second, I was gonna pull like a like a drag race camp one a Kiki, you know, double save kind of deal. But I was like, I you can't do that in court. Um, <laughs> if this was if this was something else, I would have. But I can't do that in court. But like they're these, although we did this debate for fun, these events are honestly by no means really comparable because they're they they have they have completely different circumstances. Well, also like in terms of like the market, they're like they're not trying. They are each other's competition, and in that they're trying to create their own brand identity. And I think both of them like create like what like what they're trying to do like to the best like in their industry. Like, I think Knott's is like the best style like home haunt, and I think like Universal is the best style like big major theme park haunt. And and I I completely agree with that with that statement. Like that's kind of how I feel. And, and I mean, although I, the spate was totally for fun, like 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 we've been saying like. Go to both events. Go to more events. Go to go to um, go to Dark Harbor. Go, go to Dark Harbor. Go to go to your home. Hello, Scream. Do go some, to your home do haunts. Some, do some home haunts because 
if you're really into haunts, expand your expand your horizon a little bit. You might find something you really enjoy and find a new tradition. Yes, and isn't that what spooky season's all about? Is getting scared in multiple different places, not just your favorite. Because you know, eventually, eventually, let's just be honest. You're going to go to your favorite place. You're going to expect every scare they've ever had. Because uh, I know a lot of us like to fault Hollywood for it, but Knott's is guilty of having the same scare a lot too. Yeah. And so, so is so is Orlando, uh, so is uh, Dark Harbor, so is Netherworld, so is all these other. That's because none of these places switch up their creative team quick enough. Fair, fair point. <laughs> because neither of them are operated by general. They're, they're operated under seasonal operations and not creative, meaning that there's no like cycle of people up moving up or down in the thing. So, well. Well, whoever, who, I gotta say this one thing, like, whoever's, whoever's working on the mazes there at Hollywood, I just have to say this, like, we, we, we need to, we need to take black hallways off the checklist. Completely. <laughs> Please. I'm I'll sorry, say that, this. That's the only shade I'm throwing. I'm not gonna throw any more shade. No, I'm no, not... no, no. I, th- I think, I think it's, I think it's good shade, because I agree with you in a way, but I also think Jackson's saying that, like, that is their that's almost like their brand of scare and it does get really good scares um so like i'll give them that they get good scares from it but i think they could do better also, but i also think knots could do better with knots a lot could of do better with where they hide their actors like they're they could they're i i don't like how they have i i never get scared by an actor okay except for this us house at horror nights i never get scared by like an actor just like chilling in a room Mm-hmm. I, I don't well, see, either. See, I'm not the. I can't really speak on any of that. This is gonna sound super arrogant and stuff, but I've been to so many different haunts in my life. I don't. I, I don't. Jump scares don't get me at all. So like, I can't. I really can't really speak on scares that much. No. See, um, I, still, I, still <laughs> I need to post that SpongeBob meme where it's like, jump scares don't scare me. <laughs> No, I know, I know it's horrible. <laughs> like, I know it sounds absolutely horrible of me to See, say, that, but it's just it's sounds, just the that truth. That just sounds like sad for me. Like, I, I, I like, I love that I get scared still. Like, it makes it more fun. Now, see, see, for me, for me, horror events ain't about being scared. It's about enjoying the actual, the actual way things are and the quality of it. That's that's what I love. I love to be right in the middle of. Um, like I said, that's why I, I love IP so much because I do really enjoy being in my favorite movies and TV shows and whatnot. If we, and I, if we ever get a Bioshock maze, I will quit. Quit. Ooh, Just if you guys have not I seen uh, Shelby Windeguts on most social medias, if you haven't oh, yeah. seen her stuff for a Bioshock maze, ooh, it's so good. It if is you've so seen, good. If, uh, all her stuff is so good. All her good. art is good. What's, like her, that Bioshock, wait, what's her name? So good. Uh, Windeguts on most social medias. She's a, she's a Orlando-based artist, and she does a lot of, like, uh, art for uh she's ridiculous let's be honest the the cover art for this show was made by her and so it's it's, she is fantastic and she has some amazing stuff to look at so yeah i would definitely look her up but no she's she does such her work is just ridiculous and she she's very she has a very good workflow too where she's she gets things done very fast. She does. How good it looks. She does. Speaking of which, if you want to like follow my art account, C U S O underscore art on Instagram, Cuso underscore right. art. Just plugging it now. Plug, plug. Tag. Actually, that's fantastic because that leads us right into plugs. So, Jackson, do you have anything else you would like to plug? Um, no, just any 
following helps. And you can check out like my maze concept art and ride concept art. It's like not Horror Nights concept art. It's like adjacent Horror Nights concept art. So I can still use it in a portfolio. But like, go check it out. It's pretty dope. I try. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. And Corey, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, sure. Um, you can. My biggest thing is my YouTube channel, just Corey Mathery, C O R E Y M A T H E R Y. If y'all aren't following, following, I don't know what that was. If y'all aren't following, uh, (laughs) y'all aren't following Corey on YouTube. I'm telling you, if you're not subscribed and you're a theme park fan, you are missing out. And I'm serious because I'm probably his number one fan. If I'm honest, I appreciate it. I do. Um, and then I have Twitter, same name. And then um, uh, I also do Instagram, daily theme park photos. So I post a photo every single day. I haven't missed a day in like three years. So make sure you follow me on there if you're interested in keeping up with some photos from all over the United States and Europe. So just, I got I got all kinds of stuff. Like I, have, I literally have like, right now I have like probably six or 700 photos on backup just just that, that are backlogged that I haven't used yet so but anyways yeah that's my three major things you can check me out on either one of those <laughs> awesome and then for me you can follow me at, on twitter at at dis, or at scott021 or look up dyslexic I'm always talking about theme parks and podcasts and a lot of reality shows because I have an addiction to that also um, on there that's where I spend most of my time is on twitter you can also follow me on instagram at dyslexic96 where I like to go live about once a week and talk about whatever reality show I'm watching or the new or the newest theme park tea or the podcast or anything else that just comes up to talk about. And then you can also follow me on TikTok at dyslexic. And on there, I post a video, I'd say a video every week, every two weeks. And they're, they're just silly theme park memes. I mean, nothing, but I enjoy making them and I hope you enjoy um, watching them if you do. And with all of that being said, Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, you can check out episodes one through 30 here on Anchor, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Creaker, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and all of the podcast platforms. Obviously, you're listening on one, but maybe it costs money. You want to go one that's free. So I want to make this show as, as accessible to as many people as I can. Also, if you really, really like it, share the show with your family and friends who you think might also will like it and then you can also leave us a review on itunes if you want to throw in your verdict or some other fun stories you can send in a voicemail here on anchor for the show and i can put it in the next week's episode or you can dm me on any marshall and just let me know you want it in the show next week and with that being said which i've i've now found out with that being said is my go-to phrase to transition and it's not okay like like thank god i'm not writing an english paper because i would so fail lord (laughs) that's about like me and using the word like i i i i i used to to, my english teachers used to kill me on that (laughs) i can't trans like i cannot do transitions and like essays or anything for crap but have an amazing week everybody come back for more spooky content all october and bye See you later.